Hi, my name is Dan Rielli, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Derek Kohler, professor of cognitive psychology at the University of Waterloo. Dan and Derek examine techniques for successful saving and the psychological obstacles that keep us from saving more. This podcast originally aired in March 2009. So, I'm sitting with Derek Kohler, and we are um, at the poster session of a conference, and we're playing uh, hooky because we're not really paying attention or doing anything good. So, Derek, this is a time where the the stock market is in trouble. Saving is uh, an issue. People are losing their 401ks and uh, some of their minds as well. And, and you did a very interesting paper on how people think about savings. What, what was the issue there? Well, what we're interested in is how people's intentions, good intentions to save, influence their predictions about whether they'll be able to achieve a savings goal they have. So, so people have good intentions about it? That's right. The, the, the study involves students who were uh, cooperative education students, so they alternate work and study terms. So when they're on... Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what are these students? What do they do? They, they alternate work and study terms. So they're in school, and then they're placed in a company, and they earn some money. So on those terms, uh, when they're earning money, they need to save money for... Students are working? Where, where does this happen? <laughs> it happens at the University of Waterloo. I see. Okay. So they're real people who kind of... They real work. They're not just students. And they sometimes work. They sometimes right. uh, study. And... And so they face a savings problem, which is they're earning money during their work term, and they won't be earning money during their study term, so they want to save some portion of it. So... In our study, the typical student was, we asked them to set a savings goal, and they were hoping to save $5,000. What does it mean to set a saving goal? Well, we would encourage them to think about at the beginning of their work term, they wanted to save, they all wanted to save something, and we encouraged them to kind of set a realistic goal, encourage them to think about likely expenses during the term and so on. So, so how do you do it? Like, try to encourage me. What would you do? To set a realistic goal? Yeah. Well, we actually had a little uh, worksheet. on. This was all done online. So you would tell me how much you earn in a month. We would work out what your after-tax income was. We'd ask you to then think about your expenses during the term and set some kind of goal for how much of your income over the term you would like to have at the end of it. So the goal is what I think is the right thing, that's or is it also helped by you? We only help in the sense that we want you to set a goal that's realistic. So we help you calculate tax deductions and things like that. Okay, so people set up a goal. Everybody set a goal? Everybody set a goal. And then? And then we uh, introduced some, We introduced all of the students. We asked them first to, uh, having set a goal, we asked them to make a prediction about how likely it is that they would achieve it. At the end and the did anybody think they will achieve it? Uh, everybody thought they, well, the average, most people thought it was about in the area of like 85% probability that they would achieve their goal. Wow, this is, this is over-optimistic, no? Yes, so it turns out about 65% do go on to achieve their goal. So they do well, but not as well as they expect. That, that's amazing that so many achieve their yeah, goal. Yeah, well, it's pretty important to them because they need this money the next term because they don't have any income at that point. Okay, so and what else did you find? Well, what we were interested in was how this optimism in people's predictions that's driven by the focus. When, when you ask people how likely is it you'll achieve your savings goal, you tend to focus on your good intentions to save, and that leads you to uh, underweight or not give enough uh, consideration to other factors that also matter. So what we were interested in is how a p- potential cost of that tendency is that you might overlook opportunities that make it more likely that you would achieve your goal. But if you're so optimistic that you'll achieve it in the first place, you won't see the value in those possibilities. So, so for example? So in our study, we offered a program that was supposed to help students save, so a kind of service that they could subscribe to at a price. 
uh, and the service involved every other week during the term, we would ask them to check in with us over the web and monitor their progress, basically report how they're doing in terms of achieving their goal. And then in the weeks like a digital mother, like a digital mother, exactly. And we knew from previous research that we had done and that others had done that that kind of kind of monitoring of your progress toward a goal can help you achieve the goal because it's kind of a reminder um, and it kind of keeps that goal active. And did it help? And it did help. So, um, you know, this is a pretty uh, a long-term study over the course of about three months and it's something everyone's trying to do in the first place, but it did make people, people are about 10% more likely to achieve their savings goal with the program than without, which is consistent with previous findings we had. Okay, and did they did they pay for this program? Well, that's what we were. That was the main question here. So we know it works. We know it's helpful. So you're about 10% more likely to save, you know, achieve a $5,000 savings goal. So it has some impact. Would people kind of recognize the benefits of that? And we thought possibly not because they're overly optimistic about their likelihood of achieving the goal anyway. And so what we found was that if we asked people out of the $8 they were paid to be part of the study, how much of that $8 would they be willing to give up to subscribe to our service that was supposed to help them save. And what Surely they would spend everything. Surely you would think so. It's a bargain at $8. But uh, yeah. the, the modal, the most common response was $0. Uh, the median, $0. Yeah, so people thought, uh, and, we, and the reason they So basically, are people just not think it will help them, or they right. don't think it's right to pay for something like this? I think it's that they, they think it won't help them, because if you ask them, we ask them in addition to, uh, you know, first saying, what's the probability you'll achieve your goal? Then we described the program and said, suppose you subscribe to this service. Now what's the probability you'll achieve the goal? And they give the same number. So basically they think it won't help. And so quite sensibly, if it doesn't help, you shouldn't pay anything for it. So, so there are two things. One is uh, setting up goals help to save. And the second is setting reminders helps as well. But people don't seem to appreciate how much that's, these things help. That's right. They seem to think that they're... Yeah. Their ability to achieve a goal is something that resides inside themselves and is driven by their good intentions. So why should these kind of external aids uh, be helpful? And as a result, you know, in our case, we think it's costly to them because they uh, overlooked an opportunity that could have made it more likely that they achieved their yeah. goals. So, so Derek, now that you know these results, what do you do to save more yourself? Uh, <laughs> like, for example, do you ask your wife to uh, tell you once in a while that how far are you from your goals, or your mother, other people? Actually, what I do is I uh, have kind of an automated kind of withdrawal to a... a no, no, no. But what are the goals? Where are the reminders? Come yeah, on. I haven't used any of that. That's true. But I... Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got me there. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> right, thank you, Dan. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. Dan's latest book is The Honest Truth About Dishonesty. Learn more about dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks at danariely.com. 